Welcome, everybody, for another edition of Drunk Agile. With us, as always, in the background, the star of the show, Nisha the Beautiful. Hi, Nisha. Um, the Yogi Berra of Agile. Pratik Singh. Pratik Singh, and my name is, is Daniel Vacanti. Uh, welcome, and thanks for joining us. Pratik, what are you drinking? Oh, I have my Glandronic. That's, that's the new one. It's, it's That's the new one. That's so batch eight. One better than the batch seven that you had? Yes, one better than the batch <laughs> seven. Because that was actually 1.1 better. Because that was 59.9%. Oh. This is 61%. So it's 1.1 better. Yeah, uh, Pedro Jimenez classes. Uh, Pedro Jimenez and Orozoshay casts. Cast strength. That's where we are today. Great, and I just cracked open a brand new Blantons that I got from this 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 really good guy. You, none of you out there, you won't you won't know him. You won't know who he is. I, I could say the name, but you you wouldn't recognize you wouldn't recognize the name. But uh, just got my brand new bottle of Blantons that I'm so happy about. Uh, just opened it, so not 93 proof. I don't know. I could read what it is or whatever, but it's Blantons. It's good. That's all it's you Blantons. need to know. <laughs> uh, tonight and tonight. Oh, cheers, everybody. Cheers. cheers. Hope you have your your favorite. Um, glass with you as well. Okay, for tonight's episode, we're, we're going to start working through uh, some questions that we get from, from our viewers. So number one, thank you everybody who has submitted a question. We will try and get through all the ones that you submit as, as quickly as possible. Um, this question is from, you have the email in front of you, this question is from, from yes. Mark? Mark? from Mark. Mark Parkes. Um, Parks. Parks, apologize if we if we murdered your name there, Mark. Uh, but Mark was asking about how do we go about setting work in progress limits? So, so Mark just watched our, our definition of workflow video um, and I had a question about, okay, you know, I get I get this whole definition of workflow, but you know, when we're starting out, if this is a team that's brand new to Kanban, how do they go about setting work in progress limits? Mm -hmm. Pratik, do you wanna start us off on that? Yeah, so, um... There are so many ways, but to begin with, actually, wanna, can, let me. I'm going to cut you off. I'm just cut you off right there, right? Now. I'm going to let you say something <laughs> because what you said right there again. So, Pratik, if everybody's noticed, Pratik does these things where he says these really big statements, um, but he kind of just glosses <laughs> over them. So, what's so? What, what? What were the? What were like the five words you just said? <laughs> There are so many ways. Oh, that's, I guess that's four words or whatever. Um, <laughs> there. Are, that's number one. There are so. Is it five? Yeah, whatever. There are so many ways to do this. A lot of you out there may have been told that there is only one way to set work in progress limits in Kanban. There are not. There are many ways, and we'll, we'll we will cover most of them, or a lot of them, I guess I should say. So, sorry to interrupt you there, but yes. I just where well, is that where well, you're going? I was going with there are so many ways. Was that? Um, uh, just to go to Mark's exact question, he says, when a team has a definition of workflow in place, how can they find whip limits for the activities in their flows? And in brackets, he says columns. And how should they maintain those whip limits? So that first part of the activities in their flows, com columns, um, that is one way. <laughs> that is one way to set whip limits, to, to, to whip limit your system is Go to each column, go to each activity and set a number on top of it that says, this is this is the number of things we'll allow to be in here. Right. And, and, and let's just stress that that's not necessarily the best way. Yeah. Um, 
in, in, in fact, um, a lot of people might argue that's that's kind of an anti-pattern, an anti-pattern way of setting work in progress on this. But we maybe we'll get to that uh, later in the video. Okay, so how would I do? let's let's say that's the approach I want to take. I've got my my activities mapped out, my definition of workflow, um, activities mapped to columns. How do I set work in progress limits on those columns? <laughs> Even before we get to setting work in progress limits, first thing I want to say is you are going to be wrong. The first thing we have to accept is whatever work in progress limits you set are going to be wrong. So we're not shooting for perfection here. That initial work in progress limits that you set are going to be wrong. That being said, now we can talk about what gives us the best guess at what those should be. And there are, there are multiple patterns you can use here. The easiest that people usually find are things like there are, we have a development column that where mostly coding happens. There are three people on the team who usually write code. So I don't want people to work on more than two things at a time. I'm going to do three times two, six. That, that's my whip limit for the developing column. Um, and then move on to the next specialty, move on to the next specialty, do it that way. That is as decent a starting point as any. Now I use the number two, you can use the number 1.5, you can use one, you can use half, which I, I usually tell teams that your whips should not total to more than the number of people on your team, but you can use any of those and, and start there. That's one way. Let's let's talk about let's talk a lot about a lot about uh, about that because there's there, again there's so much stuff that you've packed into into those <laughs> three or four sentences that you just said there. Um, first and foremost, I want I want to amplify, um, you know, what you were saying about be, being wrong. The whole point of the work in progress limits is to get teams to ask the right questions sooner. Anybody who's been in one of our Kanban classes know we say this all the time. It's all about getting you to ask the right questions sooner. So really think about those work in progress limits, not as, not necessarily as hard and fast rules. I mean, they kind of are, but they really aren't. They're not really hard and fast rules. They're more, um, you know, a, a guide to conversations. If we're over that whip limit, why? If we're under that whip limit, just as importantly, if we're under that whip limit, why? Um, and, and those are the types of questions we should, we should, we should ask. Okay, so now Pratik said, okay, we, 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 can, we can set a policy, you know, that nobody on the team should be working on more than X number of things at a time. Um, and so you said the two things, you know, we don't want them working on more than two things at a time. That, that kind of makes sense to me. Why, why would a team ever choose half? Like a policy that is, we're only, I'm only working on half of the, how, how do I only work on half a thing? Why, how does that work? Why, yeah. why would I ever do that? Why, why would, why, yeah, why, why would I just leave my work half done, right? <laughs> it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's exactly, it's actually the opposite. It's, you're, you're still working on only one thing. It's just that multiple people are working on that one thing. Um, that's encouraging that pairing, swarming, collaboration, that, that sort of behavior to say, um, this thing that, as I said initially, we only usually have in the developing column, developers working, people who write code. Um, we want more folks to work in different areas so that they can be mentored by other developers. They should be there. We want QAs to jump in and start writing test cases ahead of time, or even how to code this stuff, them to jump in. Many a time our analysts get, get backed up. So let's let's send some developers over, some QAs over to start writing test cases with them. So when your whip limit is your your board-wide total whip is under the number of people, you're in, actively encouraging people to be working together on items 
uh, at different points of time. So we'll get, we'll get to that board-wide WIP limit here in just a second, because um, that's yet another thing I think we need to talk about. Um, but to kind of, to hopefully kind of kind of wrap this up, what, what you just said, um, that's how you initially, right? What Pratik is talking about is how you initially set those work in progress limits. But as we've said already twice before, those those initial setting of work in progress limits is going to are going to be wrong. And as the team actively manages their work, as as Pratik was saying, whether we're swarming on it, whether you know whether we're uh, whatever whatever we're doing, you know, as as we violate work in progress limits, or maybe as we're under work in progress limits, from time to time, that's going to necess necessitate the team getting together to change their WIP limits uh, based on their observations of, of how flow is going, as well as, mm -hmm. as some, some metrics that they're tracking. We can use probably an example of one of your teams here in just a second yeah. uh, in terms of how they did that, how they went across it. Okay, so that's, that's column level work, work in progress limits. So remember, you can set them per column. You're gonna be wrong. You're gonna need to change them. That's probably gonna be the recurring theme here. But you mentioned something else. Now you mentioned kind of a board-wide WIP limit. What, what's, what's that? And why, why would I do that? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, if, I'll, I'll send most of our viewers back to our discussions on Little's Law. And um, in Little's Law, when, when Dr. Little talks about average WIP, it's not necessarily talking about the average WIP of a subsystem talking about the average wave of the entire system that things are going through. Now, obviously, this applies at the subsystem level as well. But in general, what he's talking about is, the, is what we would consider the entire system. And that is why uh, that board wide whip, how many things are in progress throughout the entire board that we care about at any point of time might be even more important than how many things are in a particular column. Because that's when you start applying the, the, the concepts behind Little's Law, all the assumptions and everything else across the entire work stream. So having a board-wide WIP limit, uh, in essence, what that means is I have these five columns on my board. I don't ever want more than 10 things, whatever that is, whatever that number is, on this entire board at any point of time. That would be the board-wide WIP limit. Uh, the pros and cons to it, which we'll get into it in a little bit, but Dan, what do you what do you have to say about board wide? Yeah, a, a lot of you may maybe have heard um, a pejorative thrown around about board wide whip limits. I think some people like to call it. I, I think it's called proto kanban. I think that's that's the term that they use. Um, you know, to 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 kind of get across the idea that hey, that's not quite kanban. When I would argue, uh, number one, that's in in many, if not most cases, the best place to start. The best mm -hmm. place by far to start. Um, and number two, potentially is, you know, as much as you'll ever need in, in terms of limiting a work in progress uh, and setting a work in progress limit is if we really, tr if we truly want the, the, the team to work as a team, one of the best ways to do that, I would argue, is to set that board wide work in progress limit and for the team to understand that, hey, I don't care where stuff is, uh, you know, in our process, we are, the whole team is subject to this work in progress limit. Um, so let's be respectful of that and let's do whatever we can um, to make sure that we are, are, are within that, that self-imposed limit. So that, I guess that's, that's kind of starting to get into the pros of, of, of a, um, uh, a board-wide work in progress. I mean, what, are, what are some other pros and what are, what are some cons of, the, of that? 
of that board wide width limit. Um, and and the the other pros, uh, well, we you 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 mentioned it already, but I think it bears repeating. Just like we talked about when the whip limit is below the number of people in the, on the team, a board wide whip limit again fosters that that culture of collaboration and that pairing and swarming and getting things through a lot more. A con though is it is possible <laughs> for a team to say we've got 10 things in the first column, our board wide problem is 10, so we're good. And then the, these same 10 things move to the next column and then these same 10 things move to the next column. It is possible for the team to get into a pseudo waterfall type mentality with that board wide whip limit. It'll be hard because most things don't move together like that, but it is possible. Well, so yeah, so so let, let's let's talk about that that specific case because I, I think this this is a great time to talk about your experience with with, with your team and and how that kind of not not quite but but kind of happened on on your team. You essentially I'll set the stage and you correct me where I'm wrong. You essentially had a board wide whip limit. It was really more a per person work in progress limit, if yeah. I remember correctly. But it was mm -hmm. that's essentially a board a board wide whip limit. Um, and you notice work work piling up in a specific column. You started to kind of see that that kind of bat batching effect. So can can you tell us how yeah, we, we solved that? We, where we had the board wide whip limit. Yeah, we saw uh, we saw a ready for QA column. We had a particular column ready for QA, and things would batch up there. And people will just wait for the QA experts to kind of pull that forward and and work it through. Um, we still have the, the the policy that no one person can work on more than one thing at any given time, and most people were actually paired up. But it did because we allowed more things than people on the board board wide. It allowed things to batch up in that uh, ready for QA column. So we what the next step we took was. This isn't working. We're not being responsible here. Let's actually put a whip limit on that ready for QA column. Um, we, I think we initially put a whip limit of five, then we changed it to three, then we changed it to two. And we keep, kept, kept pushing that whip limit down to, to kind of ensure that things were still flowing and we did not have a backup in that column because that's where we saw the backs. So you could okay. use both. Yeah, that, that, that's why I want to make sure people understood is essentially what that was, was a hybrid approach, yeah. right? Where, where there was this kind of this board wide policy around how people could work on, on items. Um, but then to avoid that kind of pile up batching effect, uh, you went even further, you went a step further and said, okay, this is where we're seeing work pile up. This is where we're seeing there's a problem with our flow. We want to specifically control that. Um, and so we put a, put a whip limit there. And and again, I, I thought you glossed over the most important part where you were talking about how you ratcheted it, it down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We kept... your, your, your first attempt, what you said was, I think, five? Five, five? Yeah. 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 So you, your first attempt was five and you realized, well, okay, five, <laughs> we, we still weren't, weren't responsive. You know, yeah. at five, that was still way too high. <laughs> and, there, and there were always five things in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so we were like, okay, if I want to reduce the number of things in there, if, if five reduced it from X to five, Reducing it to three will reduce from five to three, and uh, and and that's what happened. And then you went down further. Went, we went to two. We went to one. And to me, that's that's one of the best lessons I think from from limiting work in progress is you can usually go much 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 lower than you think that you yeah. can. I know a lot of people are afraid, and because it is so, we we say this. It's you know unintuitive. It's you know unintuitive to the point of being counterintuitive that. 
it's actually good to work on, on less things, but you can usually go much lower than you think that you can. And, and it's really, really hard for teams to trust that. But I, I don't know, just, just do it. Try the experiment, just, just like Pratik said. You know, They tried a number that didn't quite work. They, and so when the number doesn't quite work, you don't push the number up, you push the number down, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you go from five to three to, to two, and then you, you find, right? Hopefully you'll find um, where, where that, for lack of a better word, equilibrium is. What, what, yeah, what I, I, I do wanna, I, I wanna reemphasize the, the, um, the point that you were making that, that behavioral human cultural point kind of, that we have been taught and we have been praised for, for multitasking and working on multiple things and taking on a lot of stuff. And that's why it feels very unintuitive to, to say, I'm gonna work on fewer things or we as a team are gonna work on fewer things. And um, it'll, well, if, if we get to this question today, we, have, we also got a question about uh, teams not trusting metrics or, or hesitant about using these metrics. That, I yeah, think that'll it kind of, yeah, that, that, cultural, um, that, that cultural influence kind of gets towards that too, if we get to that question today. Yeah, my, my guess is that'll probably be an, a, a, another episode. Another um, so we've, um, all right, so we've actually talked about several several strategies so far when when initially setting work in progress limits. Uh, there, there's there's the column based ones where you you can kind of pick a policy. There's the board level one, which again is is, is still kind of policy based. There's the kind of variation on the board level one, which is a policy per person. Like Pratik said, well, maybe we don't really kind of have a board wide one, but we have this policy that no but no one person can work on more than one thing at a time. Uh, and then there is a hybrid, you know, where maybe we have a, a board-wide policy and a per-column policy. You know, uh, all, all all of those are perfectly valid. And anything in between that you can think of, any permutation in between those are are, are absolutely valid too. So instead of maybe one board-wide board-wide whip limit, say that ten times fast. You know, maybe only several columns are grouped together under a work in progress limit, and then maybe have per column limits. You know, the, the rest of the way. Uh, maybe if you if you have swim lanes on your board, maybe you're limiting width per swim lane. Um, you know, there's uh, there's all of these are uh, are valid. Now, depending on the context, some may be better than others. Uh, you, you know, the um, the idea of for example, the idea of having a, a swim lane per person and then limiting work in progress that way, that's starting to get um, very, very, very non-collaboratively-ish-ness-osity, whatever, whatever the word is I'm looking there, uh, which, may, which may not necessarily be a good thing. But from a Kanban perspective, and this is the ultimate point that I wanted to make, from a Kanban perspective, Kanban doesn't care. All Kanban says is that you have to, you have to control work in progress somehow. That's what you have to do. How you do it, that's completely up to you. Um, as long as you're limiting work in progress, as, as long as you're controlling work in progress, um, and as long as you are fairly regularly reviewing those WIP limits uh, to, to adjust and improve flow. And, and one thing I'll add to that, and you mentioned this earlier, uh, which was, it's not, and that's why, I think that's why you changed it from limiting to controlling work in progress. It's not just that your whip limit is, is as high as you go. It's also that you don't want to be too far under it either. You don't want to be in a spot where you're either um, starving the system or you are over flooding the system. So 
that that number is where your team operates at its optimum at least what we believe will change yeah. that number over time yeah. i'm wondering i'm wondering if that should be an episode on its own maybe maybe leave us a comment if you want us to do an episode yeah. on most people are familiar with the dangers of going over work and progress limits but hardly anybody understands the dangers of being under those work and progress limits that's that's actually just as potentially more dangerous than being over work and progress limits so leave, leave us a comment if you'd like us to do an uh, an, an episode on that because a lot of people a lot of people treat those work and progress limits more as uh, the, i think the more technical term is called cap whip that yeah. that's the highest it can go it can be any number under that work and progress limit but that's the highest it can go uh, and that's not necessarily how work and progress limits and, and pull systems are supposed to work not necessarily um but yeah let, let us know if you'd like to do a uh, an episode on that. So I don't know, Pratik, what, what else do we have to say about whip limits or should we wrap it up? Should we give you the last word? What? Uh, I mean, I, I think, I think, I think we've, we've, I think we've said a lot. We should definitely recap it. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Let's, let's recap it. <laughs> um, the, the theoretical answer is it doesn't matter how you're limiting whip as long as you controlling whip. The practical answer is um, whichever method you choose, start somewhere, observe flow, and know that you're going to be wrong, and then change things as, as you move forward. Pick a number, start with it, and then just know that you're going to be wrong and, and, and continue to change it. Yeah, that, that actually, that reminds me, I can't believe I didn't say this before. And I think I, think I got this from Don Reinertsen, but, but uh, please... Forgive me, Don, if I'm, I'm misquoting you or if this was not you and if it was somebody else, so my apologies. But one thing I heard is if, if you're really just starting out, one of the best things you can do is just literally map out everything that you have in progress right now on your board. And as your starting point, just cut that in half. Cut it in half, yeah. And, and, that's, that's, and that's your starting point in terms of what your whip limit should be. And maybe you keep going through that exercise um, mm -hmm. until you get it to, until you get your whip levels, levels to something manageable. So like I said, I think I got that from Don Reinertsen, but, um, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm not sure, but that's, that's something else to, to think about. In fact, there's a team I'm working with right now. That's exactly what they did. Well, what we did, we mapped out all their stuff and we kind of, we actually went a little bit lower than half. Um, but, uh, but that's, that's a great place to start as good as any. Right. Um, mm -hmm. so and maybe that's how we should wrap it up, right? That's I think that's what you were that's, saying is that's a great way to wrap just, it up. Just 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 pick, just pick something, try it, and because remember, you can always change it. Not only can you change it, you should be changing you should. it. Should yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I always say I'm going to give you the last word, but then I usually take the last I word. Think, yeah, that's that, that's I think that's as much of a tradition as starting with the yeah. whiskey. I think yeah, I think that's I think so. We should leave it at that. Um, for the beautiful Nisha in the background, as as captivating as, as always. As enthralled. <laughs> uh, for Pratik Singh, the Yogi Berra of Agile. Mm, uh, nope, no, no Yogi Berra-isms tonight. No, no we, we uh, should, yeah. Gotta work on that. Um, I mean, whip, work in progress, you could easily do something there. Yeah, you could have. Yeah. You totally could have, but you didn't. You missed your opportunity. Uh, my, how much work you have in progress at any time. <laughs> yeah, nope, it's too late. You missed it. Too late. My name is Daniel Vacanti. Thank you so much for watching and we will see you in the next episode. Goodbye, everybody.